Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist layman dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses how we should view the passing of another year and what should frame our focus for the new year ahead. Plus, OMG, listener comments. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Our episode today is entitled Looking Forward, Backward, and Upward. So, Happy New Year, John. Are you here today? I am here today. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Go roll call. Who's next? Jody. And Ryan. And Greg. So, we're all here and we're excited for a new year. Happy 2020 to all our listeners. And, uh, oh, guess what? We actually have listener comments. We actually have, which means we have listeners, which is really cool. So, John, I'm going to let you uh, read some of our listener comments. Well, I was very excited to uh, to uh, get these comments, uh, so our uh, endeavors do not go underappreciated. Uh, we had uh, on our Twitter, uh, Jeanne uh, said... We are on the Twitters. Jeanne said, finally listen to Across the uh, Rail podcast. Good stuff. So that, that thank you. Thank you so much, Jeanne. Uh, we have a man of the cloth, Reverend Jonathan. One of those men in black. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Jonathan on Twitter also says, uh, I appreciate your podcast. I wish more laity would give such thought-provoking commentary. Wow, we have brains? Well, I, I never thought I would... Thought-provoking. <laughs> well, I knew it You're was awful provoking. kind, Reverend Jonathan, and we're not using your name to protect the innocent. Absolutely. So, last and name. Thank you so very much. And uh, from our Apple podcast, which we're also available yes, on podcast, uh, Nikki uh, from Texas writes, it's very refreshing to hear real people discuss issues in the church that are relevant to all of us. So often, uh, we are Im- impressed to hold on opinions just because it's, it's either politically correct or because uh, we are less than holy or worthy if we don't agree with the official church stance. A lot of the educated theologians missed the part about, let's co- uh, uh, excuse me, uh, come let us reason together and, sh- uh, and shame you if you dare to question. Uh, thank you for this, and I look forward to many more episodes. Blessings to all. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. Very nice, very nice. And oh, by the way, John is uh, uh, is 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 a legal eagle, although he doesn't read like one. So uh, anyway, we'll just we'll just keep that right there. So uh, it, it's funny, you know. I have uh, I actually have friends and neighbors, and some of those who will remain remain nameless have said that they have listened. They haven't uh, uh, gotten the waivos to actually send in, but uh, send in an, a. Uh, an actual uh, comment, but they've all basically said that they've listened to it and, and enjoy it. So uh, thank you all for your kind words. And even if you want, now we're going to get all the flaming stuff, right? right. Now that we got all the good stuff. So, so, so Greg, your comment, uh, me being legal, does that mean I have my citizenship? Is, is, is that what you were there referring to? There we go. Okay. okay. All right. Deport Here you, we man. go. That was last episode, oh. John. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. There we go. Yes. So today, so... And the, and the whole question, I guess, is it's New Year's and everybody does New Year's resolutions and, and we've done that and everybody understands that. But I guess where I'm going is uh, do around the table, we're going to go around the table, we're going to go the opposite way here. Uh, and 
I'm going to ask the, the panel, the illustrious potentates here, have you made any New Year's resolutions yourself? Jody? No, I haven't. And why is that? Well, I'll tell you, man, I got tired of breaking them. Over the, <laughs> over the years, I said, yeah. Every now and then, truth breaks out. <laughs> right? yeah. Well, thank you for being on. Uh, my record might have went about eight months one time. And, you know, uh, I got to got to kind of study on it. I said, well, why in the world do we even make resolutions? And where did that come from? And I found it interesting that the practice of making New Year's resolutions goes back to over 3,000 years ago. Yeah, it do. And it was uh, the ancient Babylonians that started that. At least that's what I can track it to. I wonder what their resolutions were. Well, their resolutions was they made to promises. The Assyrians. <laughs> they made promises to their gods to start each year, and that they would return any borrowed objects and pay their debts. Pretty, uh, pretty basic, but uh, sounds like good, uh, yeah. good way to live your life. Uh, you know, the Romans did that too. They began each year by making promises to the god Janus, from whom the uh, month of January is named. Well, I'll be. So, uh, you know, uh, the practice is steeped in in uh, tradition, I guess you could say. Millennia of yeah, tradition. Yeah, millennia of tradition. But for me, honestly, I thought about that. You said, you know, there there was a, uh, on our sign out by the road there, our church sign, it says, how's this for a New Year's resolution? Pray more. I'm just going to pray more. And I'm not going to promise to pray more. I'm just going to do it. Just like Nike's uh, just uh, slogan, it. just do just it. Just and, you, you know, the biggest f- folly that I see with uh, resolutions is uh, that's that's kind of a selfish thing. It's, uh, that's uh, that's uh, me trying to make a change without having Christ-centered. And Are you saying that falls under self-help? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, you know, obviously, if you look to statistics, uh, New Year's resolutions, the majority of them go by the wayside, not not in uh, in months, but just weeks. But aren't most uh, resolutions done in uh, in the midst of a uh, alcohol-filled haze at uh, the strike of midnight? <laughs> that could be, if they didn't put any thought between it. You know, like, I, I consider myself pleasantly plump. And with that, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've managed to train. Jody, down. don't feel bad. My, uh, my, my, uh, my walker, my uh, treadmill is is an excellent clothes hanger. So, uh, uh, you know what, Greg? Yeah. I've had three of those over the years. <laughs> that's that's the fate. To Sounds say. like oh, we man. had a little nip of the, uh, you know, nip of the new, uh, new Year cheer. Is Ryan? What's your uh, What's your New Year's resolution? It's very year? simple, and it's funny that Jody says that. Um, it's honestly just to pray more. It's just to pray more and and try to be better about getting into scripture daily. Uh, that that's that's it. That's it. I'm not setting some ridiculous unattainable goal, right? Like stopping dipping or something like that. Cause it ain't gonna happen. It's just like the people that you know say I'm gonna lose weight. Great, do it. But rely. If I'm doing anything outside of God's strength, I'm sure U.S. Tobacco will be glad to hear that. Yes, I yes. Send me some free coupons. Uh, that'd be great. Um, we, we are looking for red seals. Oh, stop. <laughs> that, no. So anyway, um, people set attainable, unattainable goals for themselves when they set they, their resolutions. They do. And then they rely upon their own strength to complete these re- resolutions. Well, okay. And you can't do that. No. You no. can't do that. John, you're just just chomping at the well. You know, I, I I think it's I think it's uh, I I do have uh, some resolutions on there, and you know they they uh, range from uh, from being a better Christian, uh, 
How do I get to be a better Christian? Well, I'm in the Word more. I pray more. As a matter of fact, on my my phone, I, I set a, a recurring alarm every day at 7.30. It goes off, and all it says is, you need to pray. Like so, that. so you know, those things right there help uh, help me come closer. But I, I I don't think I don't think it's a problem having resolutions. If again, what what uh, Jody was saying, you know, you put God in that equation on there, and so the weight loss can be God centered. The uh, stop dipping can be God centered on there if you want it to be. So you know, I, I think I think it's good to to look back, see okay. where you're at. You know, it's just like driving a car. You 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 don't not look at your rearview mirror to see where where you're at. On there, you don't focus on it. Right. You know, you always focus on forward. But I think the key to uh, making a resolution work and a resolution stay is. Include God in that equation, and you can you can reach any of those uh, those unattainable goals. Sounds good to me. I uh, I, I don't make any resolutions for the, the same reason. So I'm going to kind of since we've kind of hit on it uh, tangentially, uh, and you brought it up, John. I, my question is: Is it good Christian practice to look backwards as well as forwards? Absolutely, I think so. Yes. I mean, Jody brought up the Roman god Janus, and I don't know if you've seen uh, if if any of the investor class is listening. But Janus is also a mutual fund, and it's got the picture of the Roman god, which is two faced. He looks forward and rear. It's interesting in Roman mythology, Janus was a god of beginnings, transitions, he presided over passages, doors, gates, and endings, as well as transitional periods from like war to peace and peace to war. So he was usually depicted as having two faces looking at opposite ways, one towards the past and the other towards the future. And it is very important, John, because how else do you know if you need a course correction if you don't every now and then look back, look back to see where you've come? And, right. and as Christians, as we claim new spiritual ground and, and, and moving forward, moving the ball forward, it's absolutely necessary that, that we uh, um, uh, make sure that we look back to see if we don't need course corrections. In fact, this is why the discipline of, of, of uh, reading the Bible and, and, and liturgy of the church is important to constantly hammer home what the main thing is the main thing and the disciplines of praying and reading the scripture and, and what we believe and why we believe it. That's that constant reminder. It's that quick five-second glance in the rearview mirror to make sure nothing's coming at you from behind. Yep. So that's that's very good. You know, that key on looking back, though, that, that, <clears throat> that needs to be Christ-centered as well because, you know, if you're looking back <clears throat> for your glory days, you know, once again, you're starting to get self-centered here. Right. There you go. If you look back for any other reason, uh, you know, that it's not healthy as a Christian. You know, there's scripture that addresses that. In the Old Testament, Isaiah forty three eighteen said, "Forget the former things and don't dwell on the past." There you go. Luke nine sixty two, Jesus said this: Anyone who starts plowing and keeps looking back, see the key words, keeps looking back, isn't worth a thing to God's kingdom. Of course, that's all the uh, common English version, by the way. The commie version. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but you know. You're absolutely right. And Greg, when we look back, we're looking back at milestones, also called Ebenezer's. Okay, that's what we're looking for. Yep, yep. 
And I'll throw out another scripture just because this goes right along. Mm-hmm. Lamentations 3.40. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. That's awesome. And we'll be back right after this. And we're back. So now that we got the first couple of questions out, it's kind of kind of get a little hairy here. And maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm going to throw this out and you fire at me. In your opinion, is a generic 21st century American Christian faith experience essentially a transactional one? I know, you know, we talked about making a resolution and, 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 and then good things are going to happen. I mean, in other words, if we do this plus this and change this, then we will live the best life we can live a la the Reverend Osteen. Is, is that something that's an American thing with resolutions? It has been made to be that way. No, that is not 21st century American Christian faith. That's not how it should be. That is what we have perverted it to be. Hmm. So it's back on us. It's back on that transactional. If I stop using my treadmill for a clothes hanger and get on it, then I'm going to have the best life. I'm going to lose 10 pounds and my life is suddenly going to be great. No, if we're doing anything outside of God's will for our life, we are not going to have our best life. You mean, exactly. you mean this isn't a uh, quid pro quo on there yeah, uh, with, not, with God? No, That was a perfect statement. How can you say there's a quid pro quo? <laughs> stop, 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 stop. You know, I think that, that, that uh, mirrors the kind of situation yet again that we find ourselves as in a denomination. We're wanting, we're wanting to have the spiritual life that, that we can have through the Holy Spirit and yet we want to trade. We want to be able to keep, we want to have our concessional uh, uh, creature cake, comforts, if you will. Cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, in your opinion, you said, uh, is it transactional? Here anymore, it seems to be, uh, if, yeah. if you're not, you know, uh, uh, truly grounded in the Word. If I go down and shake the preacher's hand and say a prayer mm. and I check off the church attendance box every week, then I'm going to have the best life God can give me. And that's the biggest lie yeah, well, that everybody believes. If it's not from the heart, if it's not God-centered, that those choices that you make on there, then then you're, you're well. It's not scriptural. You're, you're just going through the motion on there. You know, that's right. you're you're just a good guy. That's it. If Jesus is inner circle, he is most uh, trusted and confided. Confidence. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the disciples. Thank you, John. Uh, if they had to Correct. go down the roads that they went, which is basically martyrship, mm-hmm. uh, martyr, yeah, martyr. Thank you. Uh, if they suffered for the reason of Christianity, for the cause of Christ, then how can anybody preach anything other than that? I mean, you know, uh, when you tell somebody you you give your life to Christ and the road is going to be smooth. They don't. They don't know Christ. They don't know the Word. That's right. Right. That's true. You know, sometimes it. This is not my original. I was reading this in a uh, in a devotional, but I do think that American Christianity stays stuck in the "help me" mode. Now, true, when we are confronted with the truth of the gospel and confronted with the truth of how we are completely corrupt and, and need salvation and we can't save ourselves, yes, that is a proper response. Help me. But then as we, the problem is we stay 
all of our lives in the help me mode. I, I do all the good stuff. I, I make all the resolutions. And then when I jump the track, I hit the help me God button. And then God comes in to save the day. You know, there's too many people that, that, that just go to God when, when times are tough. Yeah, and life jumps when, the tracks. You know, when, when life's going good, you know, they're going to... God who? <laughs> I'm, I'm driving this train. That's, that's you know, it. You know, so... It, it's a lack of it's a lack of spiritual maturity. Yes. Okay. What happens is you know you never grow. Well, you know that, that goes back to what we were discussing off uh, off podcast about God's plan. You know, it may not be the plan we think it is, exactly. under, but it's His plan. You know, we 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 start down that journey, that path, and we take our lefts and our rights, and and God pushes us where we need to go, and and. And eventually get to where he wants us on there. You are dangerously close to predestination, my man. Well, okay. No, I mean I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just. I, it, I, it, I, what I, it sounds like, I think it's a relationship. It's it, just it like God doesn't care whether you use Colgate or Correct. whatever yeah. toothpaste. Right. It doesn't matter. So I think as long as that relationship right. we have. God's going to honor, and then if I just pray it, God doesn't rot my teeth out of my head. Well, there you go. Yeah, there I mean, go. what is absolutely better for us is rather than a help me relationship with God, it's a have me relationship Ooh, I, with God. Yeah, I, I would agree Meaning, with that. Lord, I want everything, everything I do, I, I surrender to you. Now, I, until you tell me different, I'm going to keep going on, and I trust. That that you're gonna be with me regardless. Okay, so so here's the question: Has God ever, uh, have you ever heard or felt God change that direction for you? Uh, not audibly. Uh, I've had a career change that I didn't think that I would have, okay. uh, and I just said, Lord, you know, I'm gonna walk through this door, and here we go. Whatever, I'm in your, I'm in your hands. Regardless of which way it goes, I'm in your hands, and and I think, you know, I I I, I agree, and I'm not saying that we don't pray for God's direction in our life, but I think as long as we know the things God wants, we kind of know how to live our life based on Scripture and prayer. Right. Right. And once we are full of the Holy Spirit and are obedient to the Holy Spirit and we surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit, then we are free to live our lives in joyful obedience and the Spirit of God will witness with our spirit when see, we're getting close to the edge. See, see now, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay when you're in communication with God to ask for that that direction, absolutely. absolutely. I have you nothing know, against that. You know, I, and, and, but when I but but I kind of recall when I hear God has a plan for your life, it sounds like a straitjacket, right? And, and and I know you don't mean that, but no. but I I think it's it it's it sounds very determinative. And and I think God well, allows he, he, us. He did give us free will to. He to, did, and to, when he to, told to, Abraham, he said didn't say, "Hey, go to Bethel, go to here, go to here, go to here, go to here." He said, did. "Leave, leave, yeah. right." Wow, so, <laughs> what so kind of direction God is that? Other than go west, young man. God being all knowing right. on there, there he, you he go. knew he knew where they were going to end up. Absolutely. Okay. So, and again, that goes back to my point about that path. We choose to take those those paths, and some of those paths are well worn. Some of those. 
our 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 new paths that like Abraham been, or, boldly went where nobody his family ever went. Well, like you know, like Robert Frost's poem, you know, road not road, taken, road less traveled. And yes. old Abraham got the shaft from his own family member too, right? Yeah. He had to take the old rocky rough area. Yeah, was that God's plan <laughs> for his for well, his nephew you to know, hose him? The, yeah. You know, here's the thing, though. Right. No matter what path you take, if you are in relationship, amen, you're going to find. The, the course correction that you're looking for. Absolutely. Did you know that That's Methodists true. have a term for this have me prayer? It's called entire consecration, sanctification. When we move from that help me relationship to God to a have me, I'm yours, let's go on the adventure. That's the difference. That's what we're talking about when we keep our focus on God and we live in that day-to-day spirit-filled spirit-led relationship Mm -hmm. with God so that being said is there a connection between personal New Year's resolutions fresh starts and spiritual renewal no not in my opinion oh the contrarian speaks (laughs) no I don't think so I'll just okay you know uh, first of all what is spiritual renewal and how do you get it? You're getting it through that relationship. You're getting it through the prayer that we're all talking about that right. we're going to be doing more. You're getting it by spending time in His Word. Correct. Okay. Uh, so, so my resolutions to fulfill my self gratification in losing weight or learning new words to come up to speak to Greg about. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'll have to say, what you talking about, you <laughs> we're, we're, we're all going to chip in and buy you a, a, a thesaurus. Well, thank there. you. So, uh, so you I just got to cheat and not let him see me looking at it. Didn't they find some of the fossils for a thesaurus down there? No, that's <laughs> wrong. Okay. Bad joke. Uh, well... I'm going, to, I'm going to, another great Wesley is saying, agree to disagree. Sure, go ahead. Because for the first hundred years of Christianity, you know, we were considered an offshoot of Judaism. We sure were. Okay. Now, the, every Christian, Christ, all of his disciples, all the next generation disciples, our patron saint, St. Eutychus, uh, the, the church sleeper, all of those guys knew and understood the Jewish New Year. It was called Yom Teruah, or the Day of Trumpets, or the Feast of Trumpets. Now, modernly, it's called Rosh Hashanah. But the word Teruah means to shout or to make noise. And this holiday is marked by the blowing of the shofar, the ram's horn. How'd you like that? That was a great... That was uh, pretty good. Yeah. That, that was on the, the, the typically the 1st of September when, when that's the beginning of the Jewish New Year. And you know what? The beginning of the Jewish New Year has, just like the Babylonians, the first day through the 10th day is a period of intense reflection, prayer, that leads up to what? The highest, holiest day of the Jewish calendar, Yom Kippur. The mm-hmm. Day of Atonement. Mm-hmm. So even in the the religion, our religious uh, roots birthed in Christianity that every time a certain event happens or every new year, the, the church year, there is a reflective spiritual renewal emphasis that follows with that. And, and the first Christians were very aware of that, being mostly Jews. Mm-hmm. That question could have been worded a little better, I think, you know, in context. Because, uh, you know, you've got a wide 
audience that is listening to this. Right. Okay. You know, uh, if I'm looking at it, you know, personal resolutions, fresh start, spiritual renewal, you know, the connection. <clears throat> and then the last question about the generic uh, 21st century American faith experience. So, uh, and, uh, you know, we're also uh, pre-Christ here when we're talking about things right. in the Old Testament where we've also read where Isaiah said, you know, remember not the former things. So right. I, I'm just kind of elaborating but, why that my answer is a little different than yours but, as far as uh, but we, we, I agree with you on reflection. Uh, we, we we can take this very commercialized Yeah holiday and reflect at uh, our, our, our shortfalls or our shortcomings with uh, dealing with our own relationship with God and, and plan on this is, this is how I want to get better or closer to, with God right. on there. So that, to me, that is a, a very personal and it is a fresh start for me because every year, every year, I want to do a better job of pleasing God. Yeah, and and that is in the context of a practicing Christian, if you will. Right, that's true. But the majority of Americans, in my opinion, are not practicing. Okay, so then why couldn't why couldn't a resolution be for our, for us practicing uh, Christians to be uh, be more uh, more available for non Christians to discuss God and 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 uh, and try to lead those people through God yeah. to, to absolutely that. there's absolutely nothing to stop you from that but when I looked at the word you know is there a connection between this and on the surface I you know I still say no that's true I mean that's it's just like the it's just like any 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 commentary or any subject uh, there's just the initial gut response, and then as you look at it from different perspectives, right. there, there's different things. I, I, I want to kind of tie it in a bow for this first part of the podcast that, you know, the church has a calendar, and, and, and the church has seasons and beginnings. We just started Happy New Year with Advent. That's the beginning of the church year, and, and Christianity now has Lent, which leads up to Easter and to the Resurrection Day. And traditionally, Lent was a time of introspection and repentance and renewal. And if we are the church, we good Methodists believe the church is in constant need of renewal and mm -hmm. reform. And if we are the church, yep. then we are in need of constant renewal and reform. So anything that gets our attention to this fact, I think is spiritually healthy. But I, I concur, Jody. Yeah, this this question has a lot of different uh, different facets. Thank you for giving me that. Okay, <laughs> credit given. Yes, sir. No, I, I agree. I mean, to me, it's it's it ties in. It's just we should want spiritual renewal. That's that's our hope. That's our wish for this nation right now is to have Absolutely. a spiritual awakening, a spiritual renewal. And that starts with us. Right. I mean, at the core, it starts with us. So. My personal resolution and spiritual renewal, they just work hand in hand. They're correlated. Personally. But this is coming from a Christian, right, practicing exactly. Christian. Right. So <clears throat> I see what you're saying. And I, I, I'm I, 100% agreeing with what you're saying, your angle on it. So, well, I just didn't want know, to make the assumption, you know, that uh, everybody that's listening to this is listening. You know, some people are going to be listening to this for nothing but... Uh, 
uh, humor yeah. for them. Entertainment if we're value. being honest, entertainment right. value. Yeah, but but you know we are sincerely but, serious here. You know it, it's and for those people, you know it's all about if if one person's life can be renewed and changed, Absolutely. it's all worth it. You That's know, right. I agree with That's that. That's exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And we'll be back with scripture after this. Well, we are back to the part that really matters, the uh, biblical section of our podcast here. We're going to see what God's Word uh, says. And by the way, if you're out there and you need, you want to pray, uh, I need somebody to lay hands on my dryer back uh, back home. I got that thing <laughs> spread out all over, all over the laundry room. So uh, I got to try to put that thing. We back are going together. to pray that the, uh, the needed uh, to be healed. That's uh, right. No, no. <laughs> Some things can't get a He-Man right there. Yes. Some, some we, things can't be resurrected. We need a Reverend Dr. T on that one. Here it comes. He-Man right there. Thank you, Dr. T, for that uh, that verbal affirmation there. So, if are there any biblical references to New Year's resolutions? And and if not, what does the turning of another year mean to us? Mean to Christians vis-a-vis the Bible? Go ahead, Ryan. What you got? You know, one of the verses that I've I've got, and I think this is something that as Christians we should really just kind of take heart to and just try to do, period. But First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Mm, that's good. That's good words for a new year. Anybody Absolutely. else? Well, you know, I... I a little scripture to go along with that that uh, that pathway or the journey that I spoke of earlier in Proverbs sixteen nine. It says, "The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps." Kind of. Uh, Are you reading from that Kami ESV again? I must be. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought this was King James only territory. Dad, gum it. Anyway, I meant to break out my easy read one. That's that's it. Well. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, you know, we were talking about looking backwards and looking forward. And in 1 Samuel 7, 8 through 12, you know, it, it talked about how the Philistines were really just hammering the Israelites. And I'm paraphrasing here. But uh, finally, uh, when they got deliverance from the from the Philistines, the men of Israel, I'm picking up in verse 11 of, uh, of chapter 7 of 1 Samuel. And it says, And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone, and you talked about this earlier, Jody, and set it up between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer, for he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. And I think... Like Jody said, and like you said, John, that our our look backward is not necessarily trying to relive our lives because we can't go back and relive it. But the thing we can say is we can see God's intervention, God's Spirit's uh, uh, assistance to us as we try to live our our lives correctly and see how God has intervened in our lives. We're also looking at our mistakes as well and how do we correct those mistakes. Because if we don't, if we don't have that option to look back Right. You know, we're going to continue to make those same mistakes on there. Are, are you actually saying that we actually try to grow in holiness as we... We, we try to grow. Oh, yes, wow. Yes, wow, yes. that's that nasty sanctification. Again. Yes. Man, yes. it just keeps coming back. It won't <clears throat> Jody, throw me down some scripture, brother. Well, all right. Psalms 37, 5 if he has and to. 6. Commit your ways to the Lord. 
trust in him and he'll do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. You know, I'm going to throw another one in here, Isaiah 55, 10 for 11, and it talks about that, that daily discipline of, of the Word of God in our life. And, and it says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So when I pour pour God's word into my heart and, and into my life through study and, 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 and reading. And then, then that word, his purpose through that word, which is the logos, is going to be lived out through my Amen. life. Yes. And, and I, by proxy, am going to accomplish what he has for me to do. So people can see Christ through you, Amen. through your actions? That's exactly right. That's, a, that's, that's the that's, whole point. That's exactly it. That's the whole Amen. point. Anybody else got any uh, scripture? Well, here's something that uh, even uh, <clears throat> Paul said uh, in Philippians three thirteen yeah, through fifteen. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect. Wow. Mm. Now, we talk about Christian perfection in Methodism, but it doesn't mean perfect like it is in English, right? But that's that's another podcast uh, subject down and down, right? But back to Paul. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Remember? Mm -hmm. It's that have me rather than help me, right. okay? Right. Right. So brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature... Hello, Greg. Think this way, and if in anything Greg thinks otherwise, God will reveal that to also to me. So that maturity, that, that perfection, that sanctification that we should be going through, that march toward holiness is done and, and by looking forward and following closely to God. Okay. Any final thoughts? Well... I'm looking forward to uh, 2020. I think this is going to be a, a fantastic year. Uh, first of all, uh, to uh, come closer to God through uh, through prayer and through reading of His words, and uh, and and getting together every uh, two weeks with you guys right there uh, helps uh, strengthen my uh, my relationship. We can bounce ideas and. You know, Difference uh, as far as understanding. As iron sharpens iron. Uh, that's, uh, that's exactly it. <laughs> uh, you know, here it is on a Friday evening when we could be out there sinning, but we choose to come in here and uh, and uh, be uh, be learning and discussing uh, God's word and uh, what He has for our future. So, Amen to that. There you go, Jody. What about you? I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what's going to happen this year. Uh, spiritual growth. I'm definitely Absolutely. looking forward to that. You know, I think of uh, James 1 5. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives it generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Well, guess what? Just something as simple as this podcast, what we're doing right here, this is enlightenment, brothers. It is. It's spiritual yes. enlightenment. Amen. And like you said, man, I could be sitting on the couch right now watching whatever's on TV. Uh, raising cane, if you will, out 
in the streets, but you know, I do, I do want to be a better man and I want to be a godly man. Well, God wants you to be a better man. Yes, he does. Absolutely. uh, Famous Methodist uh, pastor E.M. Bounds said, God is not looking for better uh, people. God is looking for better. God is looking for better men. I, I, Take I, two. I screws that. Yeah, I, I screwed that quote up. He's not looking for better better practices, but for better men. There you okay? go. And we had to get we had to get Wesley in here, right? I agree. So Wesley had this thing he would do every January. It was called a covenant prayer, and it goes like this: I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me, God, to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things or let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be confirmed in heaven. Amen. So as we end this podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the Rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take time to give us the dreaded five-star rating. Absolutely. Actually, it's pretty good. If you have any questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers, or jeers to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on the Twitters by our handle at Across underscore Rail. And we're now on Facebook. Whoa! Facebook at Across the Rail podcast. So please give us a like there and leave any feedback or flame away or whatever you want to do. Even if you have a prayer request on there. Exactly. Great catch, John. There you go. Good job. John gets a star for his crown. So I have six stars now. Six stars. (laughs) Yeah, it's too bad he's 75 years old. But anyway. Hey, hey, thank you all for listening. and, uh, And who wants to close with prayer? I'll close this out. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for this evening. I thank you for each person that's here with us today as we start our new year, Lord. And uh, I ask ask a prayer for each person out there listening, Lord, that you may bless them in this new year and just help us all to remember that we have a wonderful God who didn't just give us a new year, but he gives us 365 of them each year. So no matter what we've done today, we can do better tomorrow. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. Amen.